Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hey, Pastor, how are you doing today? Hey, Chase, doing great. Great. Continuing this conversation on our Shepherd Talk podcast, thankful for your time and Looking forward to talking today about wars and rumors of wars. Recently you wrote that Jesus said in Matthew 24 that wars and rumors of wars were the precursor to the last days. And you asked this question, Pastor, are we there? And you bring up in this uh, writing and column here that Matthew 24, as it explains uh, right there that we just talked about, um, you talk about some recent incidents that really have happened that could reveal these words coming true. And so talk a little bit about that and explain that to us. Well, first of all, let, let's go back to that uh, that idea, that statement of are we, are we there yet? The wars and rumors of war. Most people uh, have some idea of at least the statement that Jesus made. When the disciples ask him, what will be the, the sign of your return? And he says, well, there'll be wars and rumors of war. But he said, these are actually the birth pangs. These are the pre-things that will occur before uh, his uh, uh, his return. So are we there yet? Well, we really we really can't be sure. But but the other side of it is, as I write in that column, we better not ignore what's going on in our world. And uh, for example, over the past uh, really several uh, months, there have been some things that have occurred that certainly fit the pattern of wars and rumors of wars. Now, some people would argue and say, we've always had wars and rumors of wars. But Jesus kind of partners that with a lot of other events that are going on in our culture and in our world. And then when you, so when you start partnering those things together, you have to say, hey, we at least need to, uh, we at least need to keep our heads up and take notice of what's going on. Because at some point in time, uh, in few, the future, it is going to be the birth pains that uh, maybe include events that uh, kind of light the fuse and uh, uh, the match that lights the fuse, uh, that sort of thing. So uh, I just uh, talked about recently uh, three events that most people don't even think about, and they certainly don't think of them uh, in most cases in uh, prophetic kind of ideology. Uh, for example, a lot of people don't realize uh, that uh, the Israeli defense forces have been striking Iranian targets in Syria and uh, in in other nations outside of Iran, and and uh, that's uh, interesting because uh, there's not been a lot of publicity. We hear often publicity when the Palestinians and the the Israelis are uh, in some conflict with each other, but uh, Israel has been. Um, bombing targets that are Iranian-based uh, and supported targets, that hasn't happened since 1981. And in 1981, it occurred because Israel was taking out uh, Iran's nuclear capability. Now, fast forward to these events, which again, most people are not hearing, or when they do, uh, when it is reported, it's, repo it's reported... Uh, five or six pages deep in some publication in a very small um, paragraph. But the reason that's important is because Israel is making known that they're not going to let uh, a, a nation who has declared 
that Israel does not deserve to exist, in fact, deserves to be wiped off the planet, they're not going to allow them to uh, develop nuclear capabilities. And so Israel has been uh, taking out uh, bases or places that could potentially uh, pose a threat. Also, they've made airstrikes on um, a weapons caches that have been delivered to the Hezbollah or were in, uh, in transit to the Hezbollah to be used for the specific purpose of uh, destroying Jews. And so a lot of folks don't know. That's one thing. Uh, most people have some knowledge, I guess, or at least a small knowledge of the, uh, the protests that have been going on in Hong Kong. They're political. Um, and China has always kind of let Hong Kong uh, kind of self-govern itself and operate, even though it is a part of China. Uh, they've let it kind of operate on its own. But these protests are protesting the oppressiveness of the government and uh, have become so large that, um, that the Chinese government has now been amassing military forces along its borders uh, for a potential, think about this, invasion of one of its own cities. Uh, that's unprecedented, that they would have to use such uh, uh, powerful weaponry against their own city to try to rein it in, that sort of thing. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't realize that tensions there uh, support, by the way, the protests uh, are affirmed or supported by the U.S., and that could further create tensions between the U.S. Uh, and China. It, we already have these uh, trade tensions. This could become, because the, the U U.S. will erupt, uh, our government, our military will erupt. I'm not saying they'll take action. But they will erupt if they find out that, in fact, um, China has invaded one of its uh, own uh, cities. The third event that a lot of people um, are not uh, much aware of is that recently North Korea fired two short-range ballistic missiles and then turned around and fired two other kinds of missiles. And it's all in an attempt to uh, do a couple things. Number one, it's to say you can't stop us from developing uh, ballistic missile ca uh, capabilities that could eventually reach the United States and potentially carry nuclear warheads. Uh, and secondly, it is designed to intimidate South Korea to, so, uh, to keep them in their place, so to speak, uh, on the continent. And then it is designed to send a message to America and South Korea who have announced... Uh, joint uh, war games uh, that they're going to practice together. And so it's kind of a, a way that uh, Kim Jong-un has trying to say, uh, you better watch out for us. It's, a, it's kind of a, 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 a sword rattling, a saber rattling is what we, we call. Uh, may not mean much, but it could be, again, one of those sparks that lights the fuse that uh, triggers a whole bunch of events that even could lead to, people don't want to hear this, but could lead to a global kind of um, a conflict, either starting there or Iran may choose to say, we're going to respond to what Israel keeps doing 
And if they do, that's going to increase Middle Eastern tensions off the chart. So these are the kinds of things that we ought to keep our, our heads up about and our eyes open. You know, Pastor, when you think about these type of situations and uh, incidences that are taking place in our world today, I think I hear of two sides of the coin. We have people that really don't want to hear it. They kind of want to hide from it. They kind of don't want to know what's going on because they don't want to get all worked up in it. But then you got the other side that people are so worked up in it that it just almost controls every day. And so answer this just for us or kind of talk about this for a second. Is it important for us to know these things, yes or no, and why? Like, do we need to be, why do we need to be uh, up to date on kind of what's happening around? Well, you're exactly right, Chase, that there tend to be extremes on both ends. Uh, I've actually had people tell me, I don't want to hear about it, I don't want to hear about it, you know, kind of thing. If I don't hear about it or know about it, that somehow is going to make it not happen. The other side is, instead of doing the work of the kingdom, there are some who are so fixated on the second coming or the return or the signs of the seasons that um, they're not giving energy to the routines of the kingdom of God, evangelism and reaching people. Uh, And I'm not saying that's true in either case exclusively. I'm just simply saying we have to be careful about those. So, do we need to know these things? The answer is unequivocally yes. And we need to know these things because Jesus even in Matthew 24, he reminds his followers, you need to, you need to be alert uh, to what's coming, uh, but you don't have to live in fear of what is coming. And the big difference is the people who don't want to hear about it, often it's because um, it's fearful because there are many fearful things that the Bible teaches will happen in those latter days. The other side of it is um, the, the, those who say we've got to, this is what we've got to focus on can miss just how do we help people practically uh, live for God until Christ returns. But we need to know it. Um, one of the reasons I wrote uh, the column that you referred to was to help people understand just Keep your eyes alert. Jesus told us we couldn't know the day. We can't know the hour. But he did say we could know the seasons. And he did counsel us to keep watch, to stay alert. There are several things. The parable of the the ten virgins. And there are other uh, stories that Jesus uh, tells us to say, keep your eyes open so that that day will not take you by surprise, the scripture says. And so that's why we need to know these things and understand these things, but not allow these things to cast us into fear so that we don't live out our faith uh, from day to day, if that makes sense. That makes total sense, Pastor. That's so great. When it comes to this, Pastor, for the person out there listening that doesn't normally keep up to date with the current news and stuff like that, What's a practical way and practical ways um, for a person and for all of us really to pay more attention to the world around us? Well, uh, first of all, stay in the Word of God. Uh, uh, We we talked in one of our previous podcasts about the importance of staying in the Word of God, but that helps you in your eschatology. Eschatology is a study of the last things. By knowing it, I'm more equipped to live in my world. And by knowing those things, 
I begin to see things out there that might not otherwise make sense, but suddenly, because I know the Word of God, what the Word of God says about the seasons, then things that wouldn't ordinarily make sense cause me to say, you know, I wonder if that has a connection. I need to be alert. I wonder if that has a like the events that we just talked about. Right. They may mean nothing long term. They may mean everything. Yeah. And so uh, that's what why staying in the scripture is a way that we stay alert, uh, not fearful, but alert. It gives us perspective on the world. You know, there are plenty of pundits who give us perspective on everything. And you can find a pundit that will uh, share with you just about any position or ideology that you want. But the scripture is fixed. And so it gives us truth. And so we take that truth and then we look at our world, that's a worldview, through the lens of scripture. And then it helps us make sense of, oh, when the Bible said this, when the Bible says this, that this and this and this and this are the realities of the latter days, there are things that we start going, wow, yeah, that could really happen now. Uh, we have technology now that could cause that to happen. Um, we have um, advancements in in society that, yeah, we could see that happening. We have moral breakdowns, which we could see how that fits in certain things. And so the scripture helps us to learn uh, things that could converge, may not during our lifetime, but could. Right. And consequently, uh, that knowledge of scripture uh, enables us uh, to have a worldview that's accurate. Worldview is, as you mentioned, Pastor, so key. And so speaking of worldview and just kind of talking, just kind of wrapping things up today, uh, we've talked about this a little bit already, but, you know, really how should we live in the midst of such unrest in our world and in these last days? Well, first of all, we ought to be doing exactly what God created us to do. Uh, you know, the Bible says that he has not given us a spirit of fear. And so, again, we don't have to walk in fear uh, but we should be doing, God, what do you want me doing? We should be living today like we want to be living when he returns. Now, I have a, a task as a pastor uh, to preach and lead and a lot of those kinds of things. Um, and even though uh, my, my eyes are fixed on the fact that Christ is going to return, today I'm going to do what I am called to do. I'm going to shepherd people. Um, I'm going to... Uh, deepen my walk with God as if he may not come back for 150 years or a thousand years. So today I'm going to live like I'm going to be alert like he's coming back any moment, but I'm going to live and plan uh, like he won't be back for a thousand years, if that makes sense. So that's how we get perspective on how to live in the midst of uh, things that frankly can, can be spooky. I live for him today. I do what he's created me to do, but I, I I never drop my guard to the fact that he could come back any moment. You know, Pastor, in this column, you wrap it up by saying something to me that was very important. You asked the question, are these developments part of the events that will trigger the final season? We cannot be sure, you write, any number of events could light the fuse that starts the next 
world war. But what we can be sure is that God has a plan for the ages, and we can live in the assurance of his agenda. We must, this is important right here, I believe, we must not be naive, but alert, ready and living, as you said, for his glory until he returns. And then you ask the question, do you know him? Yeah. Well, of course, um, you know, that's the ultimate question. Do you know him? You can know all this other stuff, but if you don't know him, it's not going to matter. Right. So that's where you have to start. And I would say to our listeners uh, today, um, look, God has a plan for your life. And he created you to live out of that plan. But to do that, you have to have relationship with him. You can have all the facts and all the, the scriptural knowledge about his return. But if you don't have him, that return is going to be a tragic thing for you. So that's why we, we don't need to be naive. We do need to be alert. We need to be ready and need to be living out his purpose. But we're doing that because we have this relationship with him. And if you don't know him today, I just want to invite our listeners to call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the scripture says, will be saved. And, and the scripture said there's no other name under heaven whereby a man can be saved. And so if you don't know him, call out to him today. Uh, that's the first step in being ready for whatever his great eternal plan uh uh, is and and how it will play out and so i would invite you where you are just to call him say lord jesus uh, i'm i don't know you or i'm not sure i know you but i want to i want to be ready when you return and so i invite you to come into my life forgive me of my sins be my master my lord and my savior and give me a home one day with you in heaven and i can assure you on the authority of his word if you'll call out to him you'll hear that and uh, you'll begin that that uh, new relationship with him and uh, be able to say, I, I don't understand it all, but when it happens, I'm ready. You know, if you're listening today and you feel God leading you to make that decision or you have more questions about that or made that decision, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org or call the church office. There are multiple people here at the church that would love to have a further conversation about knowing Jesus with you. Pastor, let's wrap up today and finish by sharing with those that are listening another leadership and resource that you want to make available to them. Yeah, this is one that I uh, put together um, last year, and uh, I think it's one of those times when I was just contemplating uh, now after years of ministry, what would I do better if, if I were starting over? Um, and I just list five things that I would do better if I were to begin over. And uh, it's the kind of resource that will help you think through where you are, what you, what you can do, and what you might do uh, a little bit different. Uh, now, we can't undo where we have been, but we can write the right kind of ending. And so uh, I put these, uh, these ideas down, and I think they'll be uh, helpful uh, to our listeners. So uh, write to us, email us at shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org. Uh, call us uh, here at uh, Ridgecrest and uh, we'd love to and just say, hey, I'd like to have the resource, five things I would do better if I were starting over. Pastor, again, thank you today for these words and this encouragement and really this challenge as we think about the times that we live in. Thanks, Chase. 
Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.